Bow your head. You can't look at me. I dare you to podcast. <laughs> you made me close my eyes for that. <laughs> I couldn't. Do, I couldn't look you in the eyes and sing that. Does that work? You weren't this, daring this, me. This to our, that was our fourth one, and the other three were so bad. Does that one work? Yeah, you dared me to podcast. I accept. All right, I'm sweating so much. Let's move on. This is <laughs> welcome to No Worries If Not. Everybody, I'm Andrew Stanley. I'm Aaron Tuning, and I'm also sorry. And Aaron, sorry about that Switchfoot massacre he just performed. Yeah, speaking of massacre, great segue from the beginning. We got a spooky episode. Oh yeah, this is our horror episode. October's right around the corner, and we're forcing the issue because our guest, uh, our guest today canceled. But honestly, I'm so excited about this. I'm glad. You're glad? Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't listen to this. We won't say who our guest was. It's it's Harry who we're having next week. Uh, he's he is just a little under the weather, and you know the times we're living in. Or he listened to a few of our episodes and right. was like, "God, I'm like driving all the way over there." Yeah, every every week from here on out, he's like, "I'm feeling sick again." It's like clockwork. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he did learn a lot about gemology, so that's what matters. That's, that's what, what counts. That's what we're really all about. Shouts out, Fred. Uh, so we are we're pivoting. And mm-hmm. we're going to have an episode about Aaron's favorite topic. My which, favorite thing. I'm so excited. Horror, because October's coming up. Everybody's like, what horror movies am I going to watch to get feeling like it's October? Mm-hmm. And I don't really like horror movies. Wrong. Um, so deeper into this episode, I'm going to read you the titles of a bunch of horror movies. I'm going to read, what are we going to decide? I'm going to read you descriptions of horror movies, see if you can guess what they are. Yeah, these are the scariest movies of the last couple decades, and I probably am going to get them all. And I'll recommend a few. I'm going to recommend a few to Andrew and also to you, the listener. Uh-huh. Um, I've gotten a lot of people into scary movies that didn't think they liked them, which I'll talk about that too. But I'm excited. It feels like you're working for the devil. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm, I converted a lot of people to horror. I'm, like, I'm, I'm controlled by big devil. I, I just work if, for them. <laughs> I don't know if you're on the right team. I don't know. Um, okay. Well, first, we should probably get to our advertisement. Yep, we should. Um, it's a very, very exciting thing. company that is semi-related, even though we didn't know we were going to be talking about spooky stuff. Okay, here we go. When people pass away... Their friends and families gather at their funeral to reminisce about the departed and give heartfelt speeches in their honor. Spooky, right? Kinda. Yeah, please don't interrupt. All right. But the person who passed never gets to actually hear the kind words from their loved ones because they're super dead. Wouldn't it be fun to actually hear what your favorite people had to say about you? Well, now you can. Introducing funerals. <laughs> For- For a one-time fee of $35,000, our team of highly trained operatives will fake your death. The details are customizable. You can choose between any one of our many options of how to die. Want to get pancaked by a dump truck? Want to be trampled by bison while on a trip to Yosemite with your softball team? 
want to want to get suffocated after getting sewn into the pants of the big charlie brown float in the thanksgiving day parade i think we're gonna get sued for that one yeah uh however you want to go out we'll make it happen baby we offer a money-back guarantee ensuring your loved ones and all those who witness the incident fully believe you're dead. If they don't completely buy it, we'll refund you 100% of your money. Sure, if it doesn't work, your family and friends might be like, did you just try to stage your death? What are you hiding? I want a divorce. That is, up, <laughs> that is then up to you to decide how to wiggle out of it. We're not legally liable as we've retained the top lawyers from Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> That's a lot of Morgans. <laughs> once everyone thinks you're <laughs> once everyone thinks you're gone, we'll put you up in a five-star hotel where you'll remain until the day of your funeral, typically three to four days later, but we don't tamper with your family's funeral plans as not to alert your loved ones of our devious schemes. You'll be kicking your feet up at the Ritz while your family mourns your passing, winning. Then at your this is so long. Then at your funeral, we'll have an undercover mourner wearing a wire at all the festivities. You'll be in an unmarked van in the parking lot, listening in on your friends and family's kind words. After you've had all the praise you can handle, it's time for the big reveal. We'll wheel you in on a cart like a reanimated Hannibal Lecter, busting through the door, giving wait, I lost giving your people quite the spook. <laughs> The terror will quickly shift to elation once they realize you're alive and always have been and not a zombie version of you coming back to feast on their brains. There will be confusion, occasional screaming, sometimes divorce, but we guarantee some people in attendance will be somewhat happy overall. Funerals. Let what they say when you're dead go to your head. Thank you, funerals. What a brilliant business model. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you like to know what everyone really thinks about you? I really would. And I think that this is probably the easiest way to find out. We, we should do that on the cast. We should hold funerals for each other. Yeah. And we should have all our loved ones send in voice memos. Yeah. I, I'll bury you alive. It'll be fun. Faking your own death is really the only way to find out what people think about you. I mean, truly. And to have it orchestrated by professionals would be... The, you know the most surefire way of course that's why we said yes to that sponsorship that's why we're big funerals guys funerals and farsley the river troll love them both yeah same creator i think <laughs> i think they're they're linked similar brands yeah aaron uh, was murdered by farsley the river troll last week whoa the crossover didn't know crossover we yes um well aaron how has your week been going since we last spoke you know it's it's been a mixed bag andrew <laughs> if i'm being honest i was in tampa Oh, that's Which, stri- strike one. It is. It is absolutely. I like Tampa. Actually, uh, a city. It's a city in Florida. It's a dual city. St. Pete, love St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Tampa's kind of different. I was down there uh, visiting our friend. It's a great time. We went to Burns. You've been to Burns? I've been to Burns Steakhouse. Very nice. If you don't know what it is, I didn't know what it is. It is an incredibly nice steakhouse. Um, we somehow got in through a connection. It was wonderful. Eight. We ate for six hours. Oh, is that not insane? No, that's crazy. You it took you eight hours to eat your food, or you kept ordering food. We kept ordering food. It was great. We just kind of we went hard. Had oysters, had caviar, had steaks, had old wine, old wine. Yep. There's a lot of mafia vibes. Yep. A lot of a lot uh, of old wine and old money. Absolutely. Uh, it was a great time. They went to the dessert room upstairs. Had a great time. 
But then, um, in the course of eating for six hours, was the waiter ever just like, "Hey, can I have to cut you off?" No, from they were food. They were cool. There was some. There's there's stuff going on there. If oh. you're if you're in the building, you're in. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. They're not yeah. trying to flip tables. Okay. They're trying to uh, end other families' lives. Okay. You know what I mean? I didn't get that impression, but I uh, I must have gone on an off night. Yeah, you probably just weren't as cool. They knew you weren't in. Yeah, they knew that I wouldn't be able to handle what was really going on. They saw us and they're like, they can keep secrets. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was a good time, but then, um, you know, later that night, I think I realized I'm allergic to oysters, potentially, or caviar. <laughs> Two things I never really have, and I will probably never have again. That stinks, because one of them you're probably totally fine with. But you don't know which it is, so you can't have either of them again. Exactly. Now I don't. I can't go to Chick Fil A because I can't eat caviar. Like I can't eat anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's got caviar. Yeah, how are you going to avoid caviar? It's unbelievable. So now I got to tell everyone I got a caviar allergy. Yeah, got to be one of those people. Every time you order, she's just like, "Hey, uh, that doesn't have caviar," and it does <laughs> it. They're like the number two. <laughs> no, it does not. Yeah, great with gluten. Love gluten. Just no, no expensive fish eggs. All right. Yeah, pretty much allergic to luxury yeah so that was uh three days ago and you're allergic to silk my stomach is still sore from your bad night from after a great night after a great night yeah so uh that's tampa for you that's florida you know what i mean overall had a great time (laughs) but you might die high highs and low lows that's it how was your weekend um i should say before we get off of tampa okay have you ever heard of gasparilla no so gasparilla is that like a uh, Cinderella with flatulence? It is not. But it is even more interesting than that. All right. Uh, Gasparilla, no one knows about it, except I went to college with my good friend Nathan, who's from Tampa, and he goes, you guys got to come for Gasparilla in January. And we said, what is Gasparilla? And he explained it. It's basically Mardi Gras, except pirate-themed. What? And... The yacht clubs of Tampa put it on. They hire Disney makeup people, and all the members of the yacht clubs get made into like real Pirates of the Caribbean pirate like costumes, makeup. You think they have like all these crazy scars? It's very real. They have a real pirate ship sails around the whole bay. What do you mean real? Like vent? Like from back in the day? I mean, I mean that like it a, looks like a pirate okay, ship, okay. <laughs> but it doesn't look like oh they made that boat look like a pirate ship. It looks like oh they built a pirate ship for sure. Um, and these, these drunk, uh, yacht club members are just like climbing up the sails and like hanging from the ropes and just like partying on the boat and they sail it around and they land and they all jump off and get on parade floats. And there's this huge parade down the whole like Bayshore street in Tampa. And there's all these tents and, um, people just lining the street and it's a huge parade. And then at the end, Right when they get off the boats, the mayor of Tampa gives the captain of the pirate ship the key to the city. And then the whole weekend, the pirates are in charge of Tampa. And it's just like a big, crazy, fun party. I've been like three times. Is this real? Yeah. It's every January, except for COVID, I think, canceled it, which is very unpirate like of them to uh, cancel for a disease. Absolutely. What? Uh, a lot of questions. Yep. Um, if it's like Mardi Gras, is there a bead? Yeah, a lot of beads. Is it beads? Yeah, it's like like many uh, parades. It's pretty bead oriented. You got to flash your peg leg. Yep, you got to show them your peg leg if you if you catch their beads. Did you show me your parrots? Yeah, <laughs> give me some beads. Parrots. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, what happens is they lift their eye patch. They let you see the hole <laughs> where their eye used to be. 
Yeah. You're just so, like, hey, man, just show me your hole real quick. It's like, you then, want some beads? You better show me that I... <laughs> oh, um, all right. But it's pretty crazy. My friend's dad is one of the pirates, and so it would be fun just to be like, hi, Mr. Schnitzlein, and he would just be a pirate. He's, just, he's like an architect. <laughs> but Sch- for the day... Schnitzlein? Schnitzlein. Not as cool as like Blackbeard or something. He's got to yeah. rebrand a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if they get pirate names for the day. I think it's still just like... I just still call him Mr. Schnitzlein. That makes sense. So I guess that's where... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's some pirate tie-in with Tampa. Tampa that I didn't was, know big, about. was a big like port city, so the pirates would smuggle stuff through, like Ebor City. Yeah, you can still go. It's all like kind of preserved and very like pirate feeling. Well, Tampa kind of slaps now. I Tampa didn't know that. Tampa is cool city, underrated. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going back. All right, this is <laughs> welcome to the Tampa episode. <laughs> this is sponsored by uh, Funerals and the City of Tampa. Yes. Um, but uh, Gasparilla, highly recommend. Anytime I like, have you heard of Gasparilla? No one's heard of it. I don't think they want outsiders coming in. It's like a local thing. That's that's wild. I've never heard of it. It's huge. It sounds fun. It's enormous. What what time of the year? January. That's great. So it's not miserably hot. No, it's delightful. All right, Gasparilla, we got to go. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll interview a pirate one of these days. Would love to. Yeah. Um, I did not get go to Tampa. I this week I went to. <laughs> I went to Yorktown, Virginia, and then I went to Chicago, and then I went to Richmond, Virginia. So that didn't make sense geographically. Nope. This is all work? Three shows? Yep, three shows, three nights. Um, it was fun. I did get to my hotel in Yorktown, and I, I, I like checked into the hotel. It was a Fairfield Inn and Suites, very fancy. Um, and they were like, oh, there's, uh, your room is actually ready. Most of the rooms aren't ready, but yours is. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. And so it's on the first floor, which I don't usually like, but... Why? Because then the window is just to the parking lot, and it yeah. feels like if somebody was going to break into a hotel room, they would break in on the ground floor. Checks out. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, yep. But I walk into my hotel room, and I don't know how you are when you like walk into your hotel room, but I'm like, oh, finally alone for the first time all day. Like, I'm just, like you just like kind of zoned out. You that, that, dr- door, that door shuts. I immediately just drop like, trowel. Yeah, I'm taking my shirt off. I'm just like, I'm finally in a place where I'm in charge. Nice. And uh, so I walk in, and I all of a sudden I look up, and there's just a man standing in there with like a mask on. Whoa, whoa, huh? And, whoa, 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 whoa. We're on spooky episode. You're talking about a COVID mask? You're talking about a, a Michael Myers Halloween mask? So it was like a COVID mask. It was a very intense COVID mask. But at first, you know, you're not expecting to see a man. All of a sudden, there's just a man in a mask. And he had a he had like a flamethrower looking thing on his back. And I, I, I literally like yelped is the best way I could describe what it. Did, I didn't, what would it sound like? I didn't scream. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And he goes, oh, sorry. It, it, was, it was the Orkin man. Spraying for bugs, <laughs> but he was my room that was closed. I used my key to That's get in. That's the there. best option if someone was dressed like that. That could have been as like, <laughs> well, he had like this thing he was spraying. I mean, it looked like he had like a my, my brain in the one second when I noticed him was like, oh, a world war II flame fighter thrower. from <laughs> the flamethrower. That's what they have, yeah, yeah a flamethrower to clear out the bunker. Uh, I'm about to get torched. Uh, but it turns he goes, oh, I'm, I'm done in here anyway. I'm just like, I wish they would have told me you were. <laughs> Like, I, I was terrified. It was like true terror. Yeah. Were you like, oh, I thought you were a Nazi fireman for a second. <laughs> I mean, I was just, he was like very like, he was not as understanding about why I'm, that might have like ruined my day. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, yeah, sorry. And I was like, I thought I was going to die. That's terrifying. It was so scary. And um, that might just be common practice. 
I guess they can just go into the rooms whenever they want. Whenever. Um, so that was awful. That was the main thing that happened to me this week. That's Yeah, that's what I want to know every week is just your lowest point. That was my lowest. I'm I, sure you do shows, and I know people laugh. Yeah, and the shows were just amazing. That's not so, fun. Nothing interesting there. Unless it was MILFCON last week. That's interesting. No. <laughs> no more MomCons, oh, MomCons this sorry. week, actually. Uh, hopefully next year. <laughs> Maybe. Next year... Uh, next year I might just like film a special at MomCon. It's the best crowd in the world. You should. That's that's a that's a really funny angle for a special. What's up, MomCon? Andrew Stanley live from MomCon. Andrew Stanley versus moms versus <laughs> Andrew Stanley destroys moms. <laughs> I don't know um, that. All yeah. right, or not. Um, but yeah, I also I took a minute this week to look at some of our reviews. We haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah, we've been getting some good ones. Great. I haven't looked. Not just rankings. We have our listeners are funny. Because my self-worth is not based on the reviews. But tell me what you've been reading. I check so often. Oh, I actually have another story about this week after this. I forgot. Um we uh here's one. This guy, Caleb Ward, hope he's okay with us sharing that. He posted it publicly. September second, title email signature, five stars. He said, I'm so glad we could come to this understanding. So that was a suggestion for our email sign-offs segment. Oh, that is segment. a brutal one. That is an aggressive thing to leave as your email sign-off. Just like, I'm so glad we could come to this understanding. Clearly, you understand what I've said and have agreed to it. Yep. Well, there's there's two options there. Because it's, if you just signed a lease, that's a great e- email to receive. Yeah, well, you literally, you literally have come to an understanding. Exactly. You've both yeah. signed a thing. Right. But if it's the uh, thank you in advance thing, that's problematic. Yeah, it's like you're emailing your neighbor. It's like, your son's music has been too loud for the past week. I expect that you'll take care of it. I'm so glad we could come to this understanding. Yep, that's a threat. Don't like that. That's saying, if you don't understand, you're coming after you. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, That's a great idea, though. Caleb, great idea. Uh, If you want to leave a review and talk about how much you just love the podcast, how you've gotten a tattoo of the logo, all Mm -hmm. those things, we'll take it. But also, if you just want to share your favorite or most feared email signature. Yeah. We love it. We prefer something extremely passive-aggressive or something extremely aggressive. So aggressive. Yeah, and then uh, we'll read the fun ones live in the episodes that will inevitably be listened to the least because there's no guest. I know. This Um, this thing's going to tank. We can talk about whatever we want right now. We can cuss, dude. No one's listening. No one's going to care. Cuss, say a word. I can't. (laughs) All right. Um, The other thing that happened to me this week that I forgot... Um, I live in this wonderful townhome community that we're in now, <laughs> and we have like a Facebook group for all the people that live here. Right. And um, what earlier this week, a lady posted in there just a picture of a dead possum by the mailboxes, and it was like, hey, there's a dead possum, what should we do? And then she followed up, and she goes, actually, the landscaping people that are here, they said they could take care of it, so no big deal. And then like 10 minutes later, she posts a picture of... Eight baby possums. Oh, no. Because when they lifted up the dead possum, it had just had eight babies. And she was like, I think she just posted a picture and said, what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) And I so badly just wanted to be like, I'll take them. (laughs) It's like, Anna, I have a surprise for you in the the garage. We're parents. (laughs) We're parents of eight baby possums. Um, but everybody was just like, I mean, I guess call animal control or 
throw them over the fence? I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, right? Or just um, become like the pigeon lady in Home Alone too, and just lean into it. Yeah, yeah. Become the possum, the possum woman person. <laughs> I'm a possum person. Um, but she said um, she researched it online, and she learned that if you take care of possums for like a full month, then they can survive on their own. So currently. In this neighborhood, a woman is raising eight possums what? in her garage. She's really doing it. She's doing it. So Let's go see them. I know. I kind of want to follow up. and be, I kind of want to pause the cast right now and go find them. I know. They're here. <laughs> They're among us. Do you know a possum call? How does that work? I don't know that they do calls. No, you just go lay. You I think like they hiss. Dead yeah, in the street. <laughs> they do hiss. Yeah. They're evil. Can you imagine? You just walk out to your car and there's a guy walking around to each garage door just hissing. <laughs> I'm just imagining I'm trying she, to find the possum. <laughs> imagining when she releases them on the street. Like we don't live near woods. Like where do you drive them somewhere? Like I can imagine her just releasing them and them immediately getting hit by cars <laughs> after her nursing them back to health for a month. Those are my favorite videos online. It's the uh, the dove people at funerals. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. Where they say something about everyone standing over a casket. And love like, is kind. Yeah, love is kind. Doves represent love, whatever. And they release a dove. Purity. It, it goes straight into a highway, and there's a tractor trailer just just dove cloud explosion. It's great. Yeah, burst of feathers. It's and like, no one wants to laugh. Everyone. <gasps> And then they go right back into the, the eulogies. She's like, love is also dangerous. <laughs> love is kind. Love will kill you. And love doesn't always last as long as you thought mm-hmm. it would, I guess. Love is kind. Love endures through most things. Not tractor trailers going 90 <laughs> miles per hour. Love does not endure through <laughs> 70 mile an hour collisions. Can't do it. Um, <laughs> well, um, are we going to play the song? Do we? We don't have a guest. This is. Do we play the song and then come back to exactly what we've been doing? Back to us. Um, all right. Well, here's the, here's here's the little song. Here's the chorus. Aaron Tuning, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> oh, what about this painting over here? That's Got great. This, this is a looks like someone's grandma painted it. Oh, well, actually, you mentioned that. That's nuts. Um, also, this is, back to reality, the first time we have done this. Well, as it's the first time we've ever done Just Us Two, other than the intro. The pre-thing. Intro episode. But we uh, we usually sit on... It's it's a tape. It's what do we, how do we? Explain we don't this? normally sit across from each other. We we I'm sitting across from the guests, and you're sitting over in the corner usually. Right, right. But now it's a long table. We're at the ends, like we're an old couple in a manor <laughs> having dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not talking. Dinner with Dracula. Yeah, you're very far. We can we can't even touch each other. Not that we do normally. Okay. There's well, you never know how intimate the conversation's going to get. We might need a. Probably not though. What if? What if this just completely changed tones and we have a heart to heart? Let's not. We could play this at our uh, funeral. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Well, let's get into the topic of the day, which is Please. horror, terror, evil. <laughs> I don't really get into that stuff. Yep. It's your favorite thing. Yeah, there's maybe a little a little baby trigger warning here. We're just going to talk about some... It's not dirty. It's not... We're not going to be like, you know, it's hail just, payment or it's something. It's just evil. It's just some darker stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you if you listen, you got kids listening right now, they're gonna watch want to watch a, a movie behind your back next week. Aaron's about to recommend a lot of movies your kids should not see. Yep, that's true. Um, should we start? All right, I have a list pulled up of the Rolling Stone top 
the 65 greatest horror we're not going to do all 65 we're not doing 65 do like greatest the horror movies 15. of the 21st century so i'm going to read the description you're going to see if you can because of how many you've seen if you can guess what movie it is and then um we'll go through the list we will go through the list but first let me say that uh i started watching scary stuff early mm-hmm. it's we all watch some movie way too early and it kind of has that trauma has guided our actions forever uh, the Shining for me. Yeah, how well, old were you? Nine or ten. <laughs> and then I saw The Exorcist back then too, which I rewatched recently. That movie holds up as being just awful, just terrifying, saying horrific things. That if it, if I watched a movie that came out this year, I would have been like, "Huh, I can't believe they said that." You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, it's a great movie. I've seen clips from it, and I remember them. <laughs> right, so that started me down my um, my dark, twisted path, and now I I watched Malignant, that new horror movie on HBO, before nine a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch these things and go right to bed, feel nothing. Do you have bad dreams ever? No, unless you like haven't seen a horror movie like recently. That you have bad dreams about like pleasant. Adam Sandler For sure. If I watch The Office or something like that, I'll be up all night. No Tossing and turning, can't do it. (laughs) Got to take a melatonin if you haven't got your horror in for the day. Um, And before we get to this, uh, to convince you, Andrew, to prime you up, Mm -hmm. um, there is a connection between comedy and horror, which I have advocated for this for a long time. You've mentioned that to me before. Yep. So I found the article. It's from Vulture. It's great. It's called What Horror and Comedy Have in Common. Uh, Let me read this paragraph to you, see what you think, Okay. You're, you don't like this. You hate it. No, go for it. You're miserable. Comedy and horror are intricately linked. That's because these feelings are so primal. We don't have to sit and analyze their effectiveness like a drama or a romance. We know their successes are, pure, are based purely on the raw responses they provide us. A movie doesn't even have to choose one focus over the other. Using both styles can be an effective way to keep the audience on their toes and elicit a bigger response from the sheer unpredictability. Simply put, when tension is built, it has to be released. And whether that catharsis is a scream or a laugh, you can bet it's going to feel good. That does make sense. It is all about building tension and releasing tension Absolutely. for comedy and for scaring people. The, the scariest movies I've ever seen in theaters, people will scream and mm-hmm. then laugh. Everyone laughs afterwards. Well, because you laugh because you're like, I just screamed at a flat wall. Exactly. Like the <laughs> shadows and colors on the wall scared me. That, like Exactly. That's it's a, like, you're like... It's insane how scared I am of this nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one... Well, that's the thing for me. I, I will never do... Maybe. I, I have never done a haunted house. You haven't? No, they scare me. Those scare you? I will watch anything. I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never went to Netherworld? I've never been to Netherworld. I, I get invited every year. Some group of friends are going. I'm like, no. I'm surprised you're not like... In makeup, dressed up as one of the netherworld creatures, you like it so much. You think it's my Dragon Con? I, I think that you should apply to be one of like the clowns, like the evil clowns that chase people around in it with a chainsaw. That's not a bad idea. We went when I was in like tenth grade, and I just pretended to not be scared because I was with a bunch of other tenth graders, mm-hmm. and I was I hated it. Terrified. Yeah, reminds me of Carter Deem's Hell House story. You know, <laughs> yeah, I did my my. My underwear stayed clean, but I uh, had nightmares for still. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. Okay, comedy horror, not that different apparently. Feels pretty different. Feels a little different. I 
Nobody does stand-up horror. That's true. There are horror comedy movies, but I don't. It doesn't really to go the other way. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into a couple of these. I'm going to read some descriptions. See if you can guess. Okay. Yep. All right. A trio of teens attempt to rob the house of a blind man. Don't breathe. Yep. <laughs> that movie's so good. That is one. This is. I, people aren't going to listen to this. This is so stupid that we're doing this, but I love it. I'm having a great time. Don't Breathe is fantastic. Stephen Lang's a bad guy. He's unreal. It's the director that did The Blair Witch Project. Okay. Um, that second one is in theaters right now. I haven't seen it yet. But I have seen Don't Breathe. Okay. What did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. It's That's more my, of a thriller. It's my more favorite type of scary movie. Yes. There's nothing supernatural going on. Uh-huh. You know, the people that get in trouble, they kind of deserve it. Um. And it's an old, it's an old scary guy in a house, and it's so suspenseful. Yep, that's I am on board with that one for sure. It's it's home invasion, but then the guy they are trying to rob turns out he's blind, being a predator himself. So it's it's intense. Yeah, it's nuts. You've seen it. I'm so I'm so proud. It's a good one. I think you. I might have heard about it from you. Okay, that is that is something I have done. Um, it's a good gateway horror. Yeah, film. when people say, "Hey, I like you know, I like scary stuff. I don't like demons, or I don't like home invasion stuff because that could actually happen." I can give people three or four movies that might be like, "All right, I like that. What's the next step?" Yeah. So that's something I did for you. Yeah, and I it worked. So. I think that's I saw awesome. it from one of your Instagram things you did. Okay, great. Um, is that the one with the turkey baster? Yeah, it is. Oh. Don't say any more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. A very good movie. Wow, look at okay. us. Common so ground far. to start it out. That's not going to last. On board. We're not going to do all 65 of these. All right. I'm gonna Wait, go to like the top 10 That was 15. 65. Okay. Um, all right. Well, now I got to scroll. Why'd you start on 65, psycho? Because I knew I'd seen that one. Oh, okay. And okay, I thought okay. it would be a good starting point. All right. Let's go down to 16. Okay. A mesmerizing, moody ghost story set in a haunted orphanage during the waning days of the Spanish Civil War. Is it the orphanage? No. Okay, well, that is one. Guillermo del Toro's third feature was the one where all the pieces fell into place, and watching him grab hold of his true voice remains a thrill. It's his simplest movie and still one of his scariest, the more so because its old-school vision of the supernatural fits so snugly into the real world. <sighs> It's not Pan's Labyrinth or Trick or Treat. Nope, it's 2001. The Devil's Backbone. I don't know. I don't know, know, know that Aaron one. doesn't know that one. All right, but we I love got him. Del Toro. Okay. We maybe Shape of Water. Watch it tonight. It's set at a haunted orphanage. Okay, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. Easy. Don't know it. Okay. Dang. Um, I'm going to go to number 14. It took director Jonathan Glazer almost a decade to adopt adapt Michael Faber's alien invasion novel about an extraterrestrial that manifests in human form, specifically Scarlett Johansson. Under the skin? Yes. I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be amazing. You still know what it is? I do. Do you know do you know do you like alien stuff? Yeah. Again, because it, it's not gonna happen. it's not demon stuff. It's not Alien stuff could still happen. I'm not I don't disbelieve in aliens. Yep. I saw something today. That effectively, they're like, what if UFOs are billionaires from other planets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> That's a great point. I they're mean, just coming to visit and be like, I'm just so rich. I'm just going to say what's up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> William Childress has a, a joke. He's another Atlanta comedian. Oh, so he has good. a joke where he goes, uh, I mean, it's crazy all these billionaires have time to go to space now that Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> island is closed. <laughs> it's so terrible. But it's, the, uh, it checks out. The, the flight logs are there. You know what I mean? 
I always think people usually believe in like angels and demons or they believe in aliens, but what if that's what aliens are? Whoa. Just like angels. I mean, if we, if somebody like had on their farm saw an angel, they'd be like, well, that's an alien. That's true. Or a demon. That's like, that's like we've, uh, we've kind of torn down the notion of, you know, white Jesus. Like most people don't think that anymore. What? (laughs) What? It's all a lie. But I feel like people still, are just seeing like cute little, you know, fairies as angels. Yeah. I don't know if you were like, what? It's an, it could be an alien with a spaceship. First thing they do every time they have an interaction with a human, they go, "Hey, st- don't be afraid of me. I know you're gonna want to be afraid of me." Like, there's <laughs> no way they look like, "Oh, nothing to worry about." Right, right. Well, I say that too. That's the first date move for me. What is? That's a pickup line. Oh, you say, <laughs> "Don't be afraid of how I look." Don't. First of all, don't be afraid. I promise, I'm cool. I come with great tidings of <laughs> Chili's gift card. <laughs> <laughs> all right is that my vibe you think that's my thing no i just was thinking first dates when i was in high school that it was chilies was always the first date macaroni grill was always the second date oh so when i think of first date i always think of chilies you can't start with macaroni where do you go uh, from also grill? i've never been to macaroni grill really <laughs> that's so sad yeah i would if if i was like you know what i'm gonna have my first kiss i'd go to benihana benihana mm-hmm. went to it three times didn't didn't happen you took three different first dates to Benihana because you were like, this date will be so romantic. There's no way she will resist when I lean in at the end of the night. Well, also, uh, they were all groups of like eight, eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tough for that to have a very romantic vibe. That's really funny that we both had a chain restaurants in our brain is like, this is the move. <laughs> this is how I get girlfriends, how I get smooched. Yep. And it's Carabas. Well, your budget is pretty limited at like 15, 16 years old. That's true. It's like, hey, mom, can I have $20? Because I'm, I'm going to get tongue down. <laughs> and he's like, that's how, at- much, that's how much it costs these days? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get French kiss at Fazoli's, mom. Can you help me out? <laughs> Fazoli's. <laughs> okay. We um, only got 13 more. Here we go. Years before he redefined TV action with his work on Game of Thrones, British director Neil Marshall earned his place in the oh. horror pantheon with his merciless survival horror story. The Descent. Yes. It is a fantastic movie. You would like that one. Okay. It's, um, th- this Should is I read more of it so people Absolutely know? not. I'll do this okay. one. This okay. is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love this episode so much. <laughs> okay. No one's going to listen, but I will. I don't know. Um, it is a, first of all, there is a, like a lot of movies, you, you start with something horrific, and then people are kind of grieving, you know? That's kind of, uh-huh. that's a trope, but it's very effective. Woman uh, loses her husband, that's the, in the first minute, not really a spoiler. And then her friends, to kind of cheer her up, go on a hiking trip <laughs> in the Appalachian Mountains. Are you, are you fact-checking this? No, no, I'm just thinking, it's funny how horror movies can't help but be predictable in some ways, because you know it's a horror movie. So even when they're making it go well... No one is like, I guess this is just a happy movie. Like, there's the misdirection <laughs> is so see through, but it makes it just makes you so much more on edge when things are going well because right. you know what the movie is. Yeah, it's just it's just if funny. it's a horror movie and I say six women are going hiking in the mountains, you're not going to be like, oh, they're I bet they're all going to be fine. It seems like it's going to be great. Yeah, she's going to be over her husband in no time. This is fun too because I know most people aren't going to be loving horror movies that listen to this, so I'm gonna. Not spoil it, but I'll give enough to where like you get the hook. This you know is I mean? another good one for people to it's watch. It's very, very good. All these are going to be good. It's the list of best ones, right? Well, but if you don't like horror movies... Yeah, this is more on the thriller side. It is okay. a, it's a, a horror movie. It's not Don't Breathe, but 
It's kind of an action movie. So okay. they um, go spelunking, whatever, go in caves. And they start to find old hiking gear. Ugh. Like old. Like, yeah. like 1900 type things. Um, and then they start to, there's some like creature situations implying that old hikers got trapped down there and kind of evolved to be like, oh. like dungeon. They don't see in the dark. They see in the dark. They don't, there's no light. Dungeon. It's only sound stuff. It's pretty creepy, but it's really good. It's, it's pretty much an action It's like movie. a quiet place. A little bit. Yeah. They got to be real quiet. And it's, they, they shot it on a, um, on one set and just made all these caves. So there's a lot, it's, I don't like, I'm a little claustrophobic. So it's a lot of like going through caves, being stuck in caves. Ugh, it, it'll it get says, under your skin. The claustrophobic setting is intense and the creature effects genuinely disturbing. But the film's greatness lies in its use of its main character's raw red grief as emotional kindling for the catastrophe that follows. Pretty much what I said. Yeah. Not as pretentious, but yeah. it's a good one. I'm going okay. to give that one an 8 out of 10 for me. That one's good. Um, number 12 on this list is Shaun of the Dead. Great movie. Is that a horror movie still? It's a horror comedy. Okay. I just wouldn't have thought it would be on the list. You've seen it, right? No. Oh, you got to watch it. Okay. Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, those three together. Perfect. Always. Okay. Um, I'm, this, I'm, I'm having this so next, much fun. This next one says that it caused fainting at festival screenings. Love it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they fainted. Then a little under two hours later, they exited the building having seen a genuine grand Guignol masterpiece. Oh, what's the was up? G-U-I-G-N-O-L. No idea what that Guignol, is. It's a Guignol masterpiece. Name of this episode. <laughs> uh, following the story of a college freshman who slowly finds herself developing a taste for some of the raw. off menu. It's raw. Yep. It's, it's, it's in my top Jeez, five God. horror movies of all time. How do you know these so fast? I just, our friend uh, Hudson Phillips yeah. is a screenwriter. He's fantastic. He asked me to write um, a little blurb. He asked a bunch of people to write about their best favorite horror movie and favorite movie of the last decade. I wrote about Raw. Whoa. What's it about? I didn't even <laughs> get to read it. Sorry. It is, yeah. Girl goes to college. She's been um, vegetarian or vegan her whole life. Her whole family has. Um, and she's going to veterinary school. Oh, God. Veterinarian school. And <laughs> one of their hazing things is to eat this like raw bull testicle or some some kind of crazy meat, like a fear factor thing. Oh. And she eats it. She has to, kind of gets forced into it. And she's like, I really like that. Yeah. So she starts to dabble in flesh a little bit uh, and it is done so well in such a slow burn coming of age story and it has one of the best twists i've ever seen well yeah it's great the The last shot of the movie will shock you well it caused people to faint at the festival screening there so. there is two scenes which i won't spoil but ooh, baby there's some stuff that goes down when you rank <laughs> when you rank a movie in terms of like how upsetting it is. How does this fall on like a one to ten scale? Um, you talking for me or for for, for normal the, humanity? If we're recommending these to people, it's probably an eight. There's a couple scenes that so are very shocking. disturbing. So watch it. What watch one of the other ones before you work your way to this one? Yes, but it is it's such a good movie. Like the story is great. Okay, that's another thing that I tell people is they've they've seen like either Saw or uh, Hostel, and it's like it's just gory and gruesome to be gruesome yeah but when it serves the story and it's a good story it 
people usually can stomach a lot more. I don't know. True. Yeah. If yeah. If it's just yeah. If it has something, I need to know how it ends. Right. I'm willing to go it, the whole exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great setup, and you're like, all right. Yeah. Um, number ten. I'm just gonna say this one is the witch. Oh, with yeah. the uh, Anya Taylor Joy, yeah, the actor from Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she just won the Emmy last night. Oh, very nice! Congratulations. Yeah, um, yeah, The Witch. It's fantastic. It's in my top five too. It is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I should have read the description. I thought that was going to be one that you didn't like for oh, some reason. I I have the screenplay in a hardcover book on my coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't know that? Nope. That's 2009. There is a scene in the end that gave me genuine chills in the theater which doesn't happen to me the film contains some genuinely terrifying sequences much of its overwhelming sense of spookiness comes from what isn't seen on the screen along with the tension that inevitably results when the family pits their unbending puritan outlook against the merciless power of mother nature it's it's unreal. They get. Okay. I could talk about these forever. I don't know when to when to shut Just up. In one episode per movie. You need a separate podcast for this. Probably. <laughs> I really do. Watch that one. That is a great great movie. The Witch. That's right. a that's a ten out of ten. Now me. I really I don't I don't love horror movies, but I kind of want to watch some of these. Sound really good. You would like that one. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Witches freak me out. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. I get that. Can anyone relate to that? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm scrolling through these. They look horrible. Okay, number three. Whether you think it's the scariest movie, the scariest film since The Exorcist, or simply one of the best horror films in the last decade, Ari Aster's debut Hereditary. feature. Yeah. yeah, that's you made me watch this one, and I it's it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? I mean, what would be scarier than this? That is the other hardcover screenplay book I have in my copy. I knew I knew that you loved this one yeah. because you like his, all of his stuff. It is the only horror movie that has intense rewatchability for me. I've probably seen it over 10 times. I it's, love it. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's probably, other than Paranormal Activity, it's the one that has kept me like awake the most nights. Yeah, baby. Par- Paranormal Activity is probably the scariest because it's like, I believe it. I believe right. this is possible. Yeah, yeah. Hereditary too, though. It's very demon-y, very... Uh, it is. People's heads falling off. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Dumb and Dumber. Uh it's, it's our little girl's heads are falling <laughs> off. <laughs> it's it's a special movie. Ari Aster, he did that in Midsommar. Those are his first two, but they're both special. Um, uh, yeah, Tony um, Collette too should have should have been nominated for an Oscar. She wasn't. It was bad, but that's one I don't recommend to people because it's a it's up there. Well, you it's recommended terrifying. it to me. Dang it! Yeah, uh, I did. The horror horror movies kind of fall in. The, like the comedy category of like it's tougher for them to get nominated for stuff because they kind of don't get taken as seriously absolutely yeah yeah and that's one that there's a lot of outcry there at least for her acting and some people are like it should be nominated for best picture well she but. convinced me yeah <laughs> that's true i was pretty affected by her performance you liked it so much that you came to see midsummer in theaters with me yeah midsummer was was that his next movie yep. he made midsummer was uh it was one of those horror movies that was different because it was like daytime almost the whole thing. And it's set in like a country, where is it? Sweden? Sweden. Sweden. It's like there's nothing scary and awful that could happen in Sweden. They seem so nice and blonde and color and fun. Just because of white people? Is that yeah, what you're I think, saying? I think it's actually just like uh, racism. Gosh. <laughs> Probably subliminally that was like, I won't be scared of there's this. a bunch of white people. Nothing yeah, go wrong, what, right? What, what could white people ever do that's horrific? Roll Tide. Come on. Uh, and they did a lot of horrific stuff in that. They did. Not as scary to me as Hereditary, but uh, just as mu- I think about it just as much. Yep. 
Yeah, oof, you, that's one that sometimes I re- recommend to people because I say that it's daylight. There's no, um, you know, ghost demon stuff. It's just really upsetting. It is upsetting. <laughs> it's just really upsetting. Yeah, college kids go over there. One of the guys from Sweden. He's like, you got to see my my like like how you just talked about the gas Gasparanza Gasparilla. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, you got to yeah. go. These people have this like festival. It's fun. It's my culture. And you go over there. And then, ooh, they, they like some fresh meat over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have some rituals and whatnot. You yep. should see it. Yeah. It's great. And go to, if you can't make it to Gasparilla, this is a great alternative. Go to Sweden. Go to Sweden for Midsommar. Um, okay, number two on the list. As with many great horror movies, Danny Boyle's eviscerating zombie thriller. Oh, 28 Days Later. Yeah. <laughs> 2002. And also, I'm looking at a picture of a very young... What's his name? Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yep, the very first shot is full frontal. Killian Murphy. Oh, he's in a hospital bed. He wakes up. London's like deserted. Is that what launched his career? It wasn't that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did it despite that. Uh, yeah, you see it, and you're like, this guy's brave. I like this guy. Um, it's it's a special movie. It's so scary. That was one of the first fast zombie movies where they're not just uh, 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 walking around. Like yeah. they sprint and they're like wild animals. Okay. And ooh, baby. Is that a, it's a lot of just suspense horror. Yeah, you would like that one. You really would. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't believe in zombies, so. Exactly. Should be fine. But it's the way they do it. And then the sequel, 28 Weeks Later, Jeremy Renner's in it. The opening sequence of 28 Weeks Later is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Really? The first like 10 minutes. Okay. All right. And then number one. Number one. It feels like it was an instant classic in the inescapable horror movie of t- 2017. Both a pitch-perfect throwback to writer-director Jordan Peele's beloved 70s social thrillers mm. and a right-now racial slate of the nation address that touched a raw nerve. Yeah, we know this one. Yeah, Get Out. Get Out. I have seen this one, obviously. It's a perfect movie. Great movie. It's so good. It's, fu- it's funny, mm-hmm. horrifying, right-on-the-nose, timely it's, it was a perfect movie. It's it's wonderful, and every it's one of those where um, you got to watch it again, and every every sentence makes more sense after you watch it. Yeah, I've seen. I think I've seen it twice. Like the parents are walking through the house, talking about the pictures afterward. Like everything makes sense. Yeah, literally. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Like in movies, that's obviously they're foreshadowing and and there's clues, but like it is perfect. The script's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because because you're first time you watch it, you're pretty confused for a lot of it. Because there's stuff going on, and you're like, I know this is important, but I can't understand like, like the the garden party and stuff. You're just like, so there what garden is party. There's the uh, the dude, the gardener who sprints. Yeah, and you're him. just like, what is what this? is he doing? Like, why would they? Yeah, all that stuff. It all, makes, it all sense. makes sense. It's great. It's terrifying, and it's very funny. It is funny, and I also love that. I love Black Mirror. Have you watched Black Mirror? Yeah, I have all of it. Oh, so good. Daniel Kaluuya was in the second episode of the first season. Is he the soldier? No, he's uh, it's the early one where they have to. It's like an American Idol type thing, and he they make like kind of lowly citizens compete and earn it. Yes, and then he holds a he like threatened suicide yeah, while he's up there. I it's, forgot it's about so that. So good, it's dark as it all is. Yeah, Black Mirror. Um, but Jordan Peele was writing Get Out and saw that episode, and he was like, "That's my guy." That's the and, guy. Like, didn't audition anyone else because he hadn't been in a lot of stuff before. No, that, right? He was yeah. super young. British actor, but he saw that and he was like, "That's him." And he like kind of wrote it with him in mind. Amazing, pretty cool. Yeah, um, I never even think of it as a horror movie because it's just good. 
Exactly. Exactly. Maybe what that's I'm part, part about. of the part of the problem with the prejudice against the whole genre. It's true. If they're good, they're like it's a thriller. Yeah, and it's not. It's kind of like a crime type movie. Because I don't think of The Shining as a horror movie, even though it definitely is. That one, that one's a horror. I movie. always think of it as just like a classic. Like I don't know. Mm. But that one, you got a guy that axe murdered his family, and there's like a hotel that's a spirit trying to over, like kill this family. It, that's a horror movie. Yeah, I mean it definitely is. But I'm saying sometimes when they're really good, I put them in like a different category. So I'm like, I don't really like horror movies. But then we list them, and I'm like, oh, actually, I like a bunch of these for sure. Yeah, Get Out's a, a crime thriller, pretty much. Like yeah, kidnap someone and yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, I have some new ones that I think I'm willing to see. Yeah, baby. What is okay? But Aaron, you've made these lists before in your social media. But like, what is what are like the top three scariest movies you've ever seen with your tolerance? Like, what are like the yeah ones that have gotten you? Oof. Yeah, that's true. That's a good question because that doesn't mean my favorite are the ones I think are the best. It also depends. When I watch them, where I'm at mentally, emotionally, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, Lake Mo. Yeah, like if your husband just died, you would probably be really scared of that hiking one. Absolutely. And if I was chap- or chaperoning my little sister and her head got knocked off while <laughs> in the car, a light pole. That's a spoiler for one of the movies we talked about, <laughs> but don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, Lake Mungo is one I recommend to everyone. Uh huh. It is a mockumentary. Yeah. Uh, which no- we normally think like best in show, comedy. Australian. It's East Australian. Um, and it's a ghost story. A girl goes missing, and it's her family telling the story, and it's shot just like a documentary. It's the most believable thing. Have you seen it? So Anna and I watched the first half of it, Okay, and then we forgot to... Then like I went out of town or something. Oh, good. So you loved and it. We never so the first half, I was just like, this is not that scary. But I'm imagining the second half is when it probably uh, kicks in. Yeah, it's how they film it. It's very it's, creepy. It's how good the acting is that you just believe it. It feels real. It feels so it real. It feels like a real documentary. And I did that back in the day. I've, I'm past that point where I like told people it was real and they watched it and thinking it was real. And then it like ruined their life. Yeah, it's like the Blair Witch Project. You're like, is this this? Or Cloverfield or whatever. Actually, like, yeah. But actually believable. Yep. That one, uh, that's got under my skin. Lovely Molly is another one. It's, it's the guy who did Blair Witch Project. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's a normal kind of possession type thing. But there's a couple shots in there that have, that have stuck with me. Lovely Molly. Lovely Molly. Jeez. <laughs> Pass. Gee, the sound in that movie, oof. Um, those those are kind of the two that initially pop out. Okay. Raw stuck with me, but it wasn't that scary. It was just like, I guess a little traumatic. Just upsetting. Yeah. yeah. That's the one with the meat. The meat. Yeah, the bull testicle gateway meat. That is one I thought about just so much afterwards, in a good way. I don't know. Yeah. It depends what good, it's good for me. <laughs> I had a great time. It was exactly what I needed at the time. Well, that was went, went to Brazilian Steakhouse after. <laughs> yeah, I need to go to Fogo de Chao. I love it. Like, Do you guys have any bull testicles? Uh, how much for that waiter? Yeah, <laughs> that's terrifying. Uh, well, this is fun. That was I had a great time. Um, also, just DM me or comment on something, and I'll if you if you want recommendations. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I'm not Tim Willard giving out my cell phone, and being like, "You got wine." questions hit me up but yeah if you have horror aaron is so eager to help people like horror movies that if you just reach out to him on anything he, he will probably respond with a longer message than you want to read 100 percent. there's also a moment or whatever on my instagram where last year two years ago i did 
30 horror movies in 30 days that I recommend. Yeah. Talk about spooky scale and then movie. Like, is it a good movie? That's where I got Lake Mungo, I think. Yeah. And I think it's where I got um, Don't Breathe. Good. That's because I say that. I'm like, this is more of a thriller. You could probably handle it. So yeah. go there. That's a good 101 horror movie course. Oh, wait. There's, okay. One more thing. There's a horror movie that I saw and I can never remember what it's called, but it's terrifying. And okay. let me, so I'm going to tell you the plot. Great. And see if you can, okay. I remember, you don't understand. This is my favorite thing in the world. I know. I would have done this for eight hours. I'm pretty sure we actually never had a guest this week. And Aaron was just like, I'm going to tell Andrew the guest canceled and we're going to do horror. Yeah, he was my my friend. So he, he Andrew never a, knew. Can we get a, I was going to say, can we get a horror guest? Or I guess you just are it. Yeah, we can get. Is there anybody more horrifying than you we could get? <laughs> I know a couple. Yeah? Yeah. That are like actors? Actors that have been to some stuff. We should probably talk about this A couple later. writers. Yeah, we'll do that later. <laughs> we'll get someone. Um... Okay, I, I remember who the actor was, but I won't say. Okay. Um, it's a couple. They go on vacation, camping. They start to kind of get terrorized by the young boys is. from the community. I know what it is. Me what is it? Lake Eden. Yes. With Michael Fassbender. That was scary. It's so intense. That movie's so intense. I hate it. And teens. It, teens are scary, dude. It's the, 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 the villains are teenagers. Regular, not possessed, just evil teenagers. They're that just live like, in the area. like a. British street gang, like football hooligan type vibe. Yeah, that movie was scary. Yeah. And it feels like it could happen to any of us. Exactly. And it's the, for people like us, we talk about on the podcast all the time, so we named it No Worries If Not. It's the thing where they're on a beach, it's supposed to be secluded, and these guys like playing music. Yeah. So eventually the guy's like, I'll go talk to them. Like, hey man, can y'all just keep it down? Like trying to be nice. Yeah. And then our biggest fear is they like start, you know, <laughs> exactly. insulting them and making it worse. And then making their life hell yeah you ask for something so reasonable and then you just get the worst time of your life because yep. of it and then that the ending do you remember the ending yes Ooh, that will stick with you it's not good i that's on the list i put that on the list I'm like, it is okay yeah, yeah. I, I had seen that from before i think a college friend we watched it one time we watched it in uh never mind i was gonna i thought it was tampa it was in, we watched it in orlando <laughs> Um, yeah, Lake Eden, recommend it. I hate wow. it. I hated it, though. Yeah, I so, get that. If you want a movie that you can hate with someone, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, well, now that we're past movies, have you ever had anything happen to you? Horrifying? Yeah, because, you know, people are always like, they either heard a story or something happened to them that's either like, maybe ghosty? Yeah, I mean, the, the one of the times I was most scared was in college I went to Auburn, and there's a place out that's somewhere. A, that's a horror movie in itself. Am I right, <laughs> Am I fam? right? Did you guys see the game this week? Horror. Horror. <laughs> um, there was this haunted... Some of my friends were from Auburn, so like they went to high school there and knew all the places. Talk about a horror... I'll stop. And there was a... They were like, there's this house just out in the middle of the woods that we got to go to. It's just an abandoned house. And we were like, okay, it sounds like fun. <laughs> we didn't drink or anything. We were like, we'll just go to the horror house. And we get out there, and it's you like hike. You just say horror house. Uh, I don't remember what I said. Okay. Um, <laughs> we get we hike out there to the middle of the woods, and then sure enough, there's just this old white rundown house, just kind of overgrown in the woods. And we're like, all right, let's go in there. And you go in there, and it's creaky, and you know, you just have your cell phone lights, and we go upstairs, and it's just all this like little girls' artwork on the walls. Oh my gosh! How many people? Stuff. It was probably like seven of us and uh and i remember me and my buddy martin were like oh let's hide in one of the rooms and then scare them when they come in here 
and we go and we like crouch down behind this piece of furniture and like five seconds we were just like it's too scary to sit here <laughs> like <laughs> we were so scared waiting to scare them we just like couldn't even do that right so that's probably the scariest place I've ever been but I do there's only one time I feel like I might have seen like a real ghost Ooh. and I don't think this is what it was but do you it, believe in ghosts yeah I don't think so but right. maybe I don't hope they don't hear me say that <laughs> um but I was it was my buddy Keegan's wedding in Gastonia North Carolina and I was one of the groomsmen, so I was staying in Gastonia, a hotel. Gastonia, isn't that the, the pirate festival? <laughs> That's Gasparilla. Okay. It is in Tampa. Gastonia. A lot of fancy gas words. I don't know if Gastonia has a festival. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great place. Um, but my friend Johnny and I were both groomsmen. We were just staying in a hotel room, and we were asleep. And then I woke up kind of in the middle of the night, and I looked down to the foot of the bed where like our suitcases were just laid out on the ground. And I see this lady, like, with a cell phone, like, looking through our bags. And it's one of those things where you wake up out of the middle of the night, and you're just like, I'm seeing something. Right. Am but I then, dreaming? You but then know. I just stayed staring, because I was like, eventually, my, I'll, my vision will come into focus, and like I'll see that it was just the, the light hitting off something. And I just it was still there, and I could still see her looking through the bags. And finally, I yelled. I was just like what the hell are you doing? And Johnny wakes up. He's like, what the heck? He turns on the light and there's nothing there. But I, I was convinced, like enough to yell that there was somebody in there looking through our stuff. Interesting. So I don't know if I've ever, ever heard of a ghost with a cell phone. Yeah, she had a cell phone. So <laughs> Usually like a candle or she something. Died, she died pretty recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it a razor? Like can you date the Yeah, the I should have paid more attention to the type of phones. Like that yeah. is uh, clearly... Uh, all she's got is snake on there. I can't be like, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was this like old, old man in the corner of the room with a VR headset. Was it, he had a VR <laughs> headset on. He was playing Angry Birds. And That's terrifying. Yeah, I think he was from the Civil War. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the only experience I've had. I mean, that's pretty scary. Have you ever seen anything? I I have not. There are two stories that friends have told me. I don't want to hear this. But you're gonna. Do you want one or two? This is the kind of stuff that I will really have nightmares about. Good. Uh, we'll do one and then we'll decide. Okay. One. Uh, all right. Friend of mine, he swears this is true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're so scared. I hate this. Yep. So he was, you know, behind his house. There, like a little wraparound driveway. It was at nighttime. Um, they had a floodlight. He was shooting the basketball on their little little hoop. Okay. So shooting the basketball. Before he goes to bed, whatever. And he hears in the woods, um, like a dog growling. Mm-hmm. And so he, he starts to get the ball and be like, oh no, I didn't know it was a coyote or it's a neighborhood dog. I don't know. And then he heard like a couple animals growling. Like it sounded like a pack of something. Oh. So he's like, oh gosh, I got to get inside. So he gets the basketball, starts to head inside. He said he f- like feels it and hears it like coming towards him after him. So he starts running. So he starts running, goes up the stairs, um, and as he like grabs the door handle, he turns back to see what's behind him. This is what he says. He says he saw a creature that was like human-shaped with a triangle head. Uh-huh. That's what he says. So he goes inside, slams the door. You know, he's freaking out. His mom runs over, and he's like, or she, she goes, uh, what, calm down, what's wrong? You normally shoot basketball so much longer than this. <laughs> For sure. What happened? Yeah. And he goes, I just, I know this sounds crazy, but 
I saw this thing with a triangle head. And her face goes white. And she says, I've seen it too. Mom, no. Right? Don't say that. Normally, when you think through like movies and whatnot, that's when they're like, it's probably nothing. You know? Yeah. Was, and he was expecting her to be like, you're crazy. And exactly. reassure him. Yep. Goes, I've seen that. And so she told him, again, my friend swears this it all happened. I don't know how he's semi-normal, but he said, she told him that when um, they got home from the hospital when he was a baby, like a couple days after he was born, um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, put him down in his crib or whatever, and they, she leaves the room, and she hears what she thought was like an animal, like a wild animal, like growling. <laughs> and he hasn't even told her this part. No, what are you talking about? About that he heard growling. Oh, yeah, no. And uh, so she goes and gets her husband. They go in there, and she said, or she didn't, she didn't get the husband yet. She saw a figure in the corner of the room with a triangle head holding the baby. Mm-hmm. Him. Him. And she ran and got her husband and came back, and he was gone, and the baby was in the crib. She said they, <sighs> never, they never saw anything other than that, but they both saw it. Dude! Old triangle head. Dude. Coming back scary. 18 years later. Right? She's wow. like always with him. Then ugh, well, hey, he's nonviolent as far as we know. That's Seems true. Seems to be, you know, put the baby right back. When it comes to like demons and stuff, just getting growled at just a little wanted, bit. Just wanted to hold the just baby. Growled at a little bit. Some people are into that like romantically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, some people are into triangle heads. Yeah, if that's as bad as it gets. It right. Sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> You know those triangle heads. Yeah, I don't want to sit next to a triangle head on the plane. <laughs> Excuse me. Could you put us a table a little further away from these triangle heads? Let's, I don't even know. If, if, you, if you thought in your head that meant a certain kind of people, you are racist. Okay, we didn't say anything. I, I, don't, don't, even, I don't even know who I, that would mean. No, it would just mean if there was a group of that creature. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, that's horrifying. And... Uh, I hate that his mom confirmed it. That makes it so much more that real. That makes it so much more real. Yeah. That would be like if I like <laughs> went out to the uh the hotel lobby the next morning and said, "Hey, last night I had the craziest dream. There was a and then the lady at the front desk goes, "A woman with a cell phone looking through your luggage." Oh. <laughs> and I just be like, oh, "Yes." Yeah, it's a confirmation. Yeah. And you would pee. Yep. I would say, "May I please stay at a different hotel?" What do you think the numbers are going to be like in this episode? Real low. Mm. <laughs> what are time? What time are we at? We're it's time to go. It's time let's, to go home. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Well, if you listen this far, why? But also thank you. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad we could come to this understanding. No.